Hey guys, welcome back to Figuring It Out. I'm so excited for the third episode because this time I'm not alone. I have someone with me and we're gonna dive into some topics I haven't covered yet. So let's introduce our guest today. Go ahead and say hi. Hello, my name is Ethan. So this is my boyfriend. You guys might know him already or maybe not, but uh, we've been dating for almost three years and I told him about this podcast and I was like, we have to have you on. And so you're our first guest. Woo! Well, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, we're happy to have you here. And today we're mostly going to talk about topics relating around college and your major, your career path, and just figuring out how to survive in college too. And you can give us a little bit more of your background. So you're still a student. Yeah, so I am a senior. I am finishing up my last semester. Well, I pretty much just started. Um, but yeah, I am a senior physics major. And yeah, so we'll, I'll tell you how all that has been going. Yeah, so we'll dive into a lot of different things. We're probably going to go on a lot of tangents, but bear with us here. Yeah, so we're going to start with how did our first year of college go? What was our first Terrible. Year? Okay. Well, <laughs> you're not wrong. No. Um, so would you like to start that? Mm. Yeah. So my first year, I started off as a physics major, and you did too. However, you carried it out. I did not. Uh, so I started as a physics major. I had a pretty tough freshman year because I hadn't studied physics before. And you'd be like, oh, well, why'd you go into physics if you hadn't uh, taken a class on it before? And I, I just thought um, I wanted to go into astrophysics and I was looking up the career path to get there. And some people said, you know, you can start physics in college. You didn't have to take it in high school before you got into college. So I kind of went with that line of thinking. And so I went into college um, not having taken a physics class yet, but I did take some hard math classes in high school. And it definitely uh, caught up to me. I had a hard time. I got a C my first semester and that was kind of a blow to my ego. And yeah, that was not easy coming in and, and feeling like I was already behind. You know, you come in your first semester and it immediately I already felt very behind compared to other people. So besides that, my first year, I just struggled with several things my first year of college. I had also felt a lot of loneliness, you know, missing people from high school, missing people from my hometown. It was also a hard year in terms of mental health. But, you know, I'm happy to say that since my first year, a lot of things got better from there. And I've realized that I just don't like being a freshman. I don't like <laughs> starting out. Um, as the youngest, I think it can be very intimidating, but I did have a lot of fun that year and I made some great friends. I was in marching band too at the time and yeah, I had a lot of great memories my, my first year, but it was a lot of ups and downs and a lot of like catching up on the material because other people had come into the major already having a background in physics. And so I had to catch up pretty quickly. And I definitely felt like I was in the bottom for like the whole year. I was in the bottom of the class. Uh, but eventually I did start to, to get better at it and learn how to study better. 
And yeah, so that was my first year. And it wasn't until my after my second year of college where I actually switched majors. So I continued with physics into my second year and I'll just pass it over to you. All right, well, so my first year wasn't so much different, um, but coming out of high school, I did have one physics class, but it was an honors physics class that basically covered uh, your normal F equals MA if something uh, is in motion, it'll stay in motion unless it's acted upon by some other force. Um, and eggs crack when they hit the ground too hard, stuff like that, mm -hmm. and balls drop, and yeah, stuff like that. E really simple stuff that would not prepare me for college, especially at the university that I'm going to. Well, what made you choose physics? So what made me choose physics was that I knew that I didn't want to be a chemistry major. I just didn't want to deal with chemicals so much. For a long time, I wanted to be that mad scientist character that you see in TV shows and movies. Mm -hmm. um, but definitely once I got into college, I actually came in as an astrophysics major because being an astronaut was not out of my uh, radar. I kind of wanted to do it. And so, but my first couple semesters in physics, um, I blew Joanna's first score out of the water with a C plus. Oh, okay. Um, I, especially coming out of high school, I felt like the big fish in a small pond. Um, but going into college, I quickly realized that I was a very, very small fish in a very large pond. Um, I was not prepared for midterm season. I was not prepare prepared for final exam season. And during my first physics class, I thought I was going to be okay. And I really struggled. I had to work my ass off for a very long time. Um, and even then I didn't know how to study. So I was working really hard, but not improving. So I just had to work through all of that mess. And but I was also in the marching band and I had a really good friend group and a good support group. Um, but just every, since all the people that I was hanging around were freshmen, pretty much nobody had a clue, like nobody had a better idea of how to study or anything more than I did. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was a learning experience. So if you are going into your first year of college or are in it, yeah. And you are experiencing, Oh, this is not, high school, I'm depressed, or I feel really bad about myself. That's normal. Mm -hmm. You're taking a lot of weed out classes, especially, um, I know, at my university, like the introductory physics courses, they are notorious for making people drop their majors. Uh, they have an incredibly high fail rate. But that's because people give up really fast on trying mm -hmm. uh, to figure it out. Mm -hmm. It's physics and a lot of STEM is not so much knowing how to solve every single problem. It's learning how to think. Mm -hmm. And it, it's really weird to explain like how to think because mm -hmm. everyone thinks that they know how to think. Mm -hmm. But the way that physics requires you to think is a totally different process, but it helps in everyday life if you can figure it out. Also, the physics classes were catered towards uh, the people who went to these extremely uh, great private schools and mm -hmm. people who already knew everything. Mm -hmm. 
before coming into that class. So as someone who came in with no knowledge, it was extremely difficult. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so freshman year was hard. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we got through it and you take the struggle that you learned or you take the struggle that you have, reflect on it and learn from it and then persevere and keep going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm thinking about the the people who are listening to this. I think most people who listen to this are over like the age of 18. So they probably passed their freshman year. I don't know. Mm -hmm. So maybe you can relate if you also had a hard time your freshman year. And it's different for everyone. Um, Maybe some people in different majors will have a harder time in their junior year or their last year if they have big projects. But for us, I would say... Would you say your freshman year was your hardest or? My freshman year was the hardest, like just emotionally, mm-hmm. because I was dealing with, I didn't really want to go to college to begin with, but I was kind of pushed to do it. Mm-hmm. And I then I go into college feeling like a big man and I'm just like kicked every single day academically. Mm-hmm. Just every single day from wake up to going back to bed felt like just getting punched in the gut repeatedly. Yeah. But it's because I didn't know how to study and I didn't know mm-hmm. how to work because mm-hmm. I high school came easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a difference between us. You had a different experience in high school. I went through the IB program, which was very challenging, but still I found physics to be very hard and it was still, it still uh, shook me up when I first got there. We ended up both being physics majors our first year. I ended up changing later on, but you you kept with it. And I know, you know, we've been dating since halfway through your freshman year. So I remember us talking a lot about our majors and if we wanted to switch. And I'll get to a bit later when I decided to switch. Actually, I'll probably go ahead and go into that. So my when i decided to switch majors was after my sophomore year and so i had gotten halfway through my degree in physics and i was like wow like i already got through half and i was actually starting to get a bit better at it by the end of my second year i was starting to catch up to other people who uh, were in it and you know the people who were doing really well so i was starting to catch up but i found myself not being so passionate about it And that's when I realized, you know, even though I'm getting better at this, I think I'd rather do something else. Um, And I wanted to specifically work with people and how how to motivate people and how people think. So I had already taken a psychology course and I found that interesting. So I decided to go into that and ultimately switch my major, which felt almost like a failure. You know, it felt like I was kind of giving up on the major I had chosen. And it also felt like I was giving up on myself because I had to admit to myself, you know, I can't do this hard major anymore um, just because I'm not passionate about it. So that's that was a hard time when I decided to switch my major. But I'm glad it went how it did. And I can say that I did get a physics minor. So mm-hmm. it was still my minor. 
And it's very interesting when people ask me what I studied in college and I mention, oh yeah, I minored in physics. And they're like, whoa, that's weird with psychology. There's actually some very interesting combinations. Like parallels between the two. Yeah, there's actually some very interesting parallels. Physics and psychology actually kind of meet each other in the field of neuropsychology when you talk about brain cells and uh, MRI imaging and all of that. Yeah. So anyways, that was me. And I want to throw it back to you and ask, like, did you ever want to change your major? Or oh my what, what were your experiences with that? So my sophomore year, because I was still an astrophysics major at this point. Um, my sophomore year, I started taking astrophysics classes. And little did I know, um, astrophysics is a lot of it is just coding and this i had never code coded in my entire life and then here's this class first assignment is all right um i want you to sort these sixteen thousand eight hundred seventy two stars into specific categories um go and i you have a week to do it and that was a little bit daunting um, I sucked at coding, still kind of suck at coding. Um, but then I started to talk with other astrophysics majors and they were like, oh yeah, astrophysics, like a lot of our next few classes deal with coding. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh man, that's not what I want. Mm -hmm. I really like the facts and, uh, looking at astrophotography stuff and like, it was a lot of fun just knowing about space, but not actually coding all of it. So then I was like, okay, what about being an aerospace engineer where you do deal with more of like the factual and well, not really factual, but less coding essentially. But my school doesn't have an aerospace engineering program. So I just said, so every single day, while I was struggling through my first astrophysics course, working really hard at probably around eight hours a day on that one course. And I was still taking a few other physics courses, math, whatever. Um, every single day I was like, I should I change my major? Like, this isn't really what I want, but maybe I will like coding if I just keep at it. After a while, like, I just realized that, you know, yes, I can code. Do I want to sit in a room every single day and code? No. So I decided to switch my major from astrophysics to physics, which required just a little less coding. Um, yeah, this was actually another reason I got out of physics because our, well, we went to different universities, so our classes were a little different. But what I also realized about astrophysics was that it's a lot of being on the computer and coding. It's not necessarily looking through a telescope the whole time. And mm -hmm. so that's another reason why I um, parted ways with it. Yeah. And so even going into my sophomore year where I quit band, basically socially isolated myself so I could learn um, and just figure out how to learn and how to think, I still had a lot of moments where I was like, maybe I should just switch into something not physics because I'm working 20 hours a day or what felt like 20 hours a day, but I was only getting 
four to six hours of sleep per night for almost that entire year. That's caught up to you, right? Yeah, it's caught up to me now. I'm tired mm -hmm. all the time and I'm getting good sleep now. Just a little burnt out. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm a little burnt out from physics. But besides that, throughout sophomore year, I really, really tried hard because I knew, okay, what would I do if physics wasn't my major? And I had no clue. Did I like chemistry? No. Did I like any like humanities? Not like f as something that I would want to do for the rest of my life? No. The closest thing that I could think of was neuroscience, but even that I knew nothing about. So I didn't want to jump into a whole new major that required a bunch of new classes that I didn't have and just already be a year behind. Mm -hmm. So I just kept with it because I didn't know what else to do. Mm -hmm. And um, which is the difference between our two sophomore years. Mm -hmm. Like you found something that you were like, this is what I want to do. Mm -hmm. um, this is what I would do without physics. For me, I couldn't find that one thing. Mm -hmm. For me, it felt like there was something there that I did not know about. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't know about it yet. And I couldn't find it no matter mm -hmm. how many Google searches I did. Mm -hmm. I applied for NASA internships and it felt horrible because I would find a few that I was like, yes, this is, this sounds really cool. And then a bunch more of them that I was like, uh, this sounds not for me. So it's really hard when you want, you feel like you want to do something and you need to do something, but every opportunity within that thing is something that you are not interested in. Mm -hmm. And that's what I found with astrophysics and physics in general. Mm -hmm. And it was only up until recently that I found something that mm -hmm. I absolutely love, mm -hmm. um, which is medical physics and which is a pretty new field. Um, so it's essentially in the worst way to explain it possible. I blast people with radiation along with a radiologist. Well, not, not yet, not yet. Um, but hopefully in the future. Mm -hmm or figure out better ways to blast people with radiation for so like, cancer yeah. and um, just imaging purposes, like a CT scan, MRI, fMRI, that kind of stuff. And that was only until summer before my junior year that I found out about that. Yeah, I remember when you started doing research and it was your research that really drew you in. Um, but it's interesting how I remember talking to you about your major, like throughout your sophomore year and, uh, you were like, yeah, I don't know why. I just feel like I need to continue with it. Mm -hmm. And I was like trying, I was trying to maybe coach you a little I too know. much. What? No, I know you were like, well, maybe you just like, you should, you should like experiment with other classes. Yeah. And... yeah <laughs> I was trying to coach you a little bit. Um, and I was like, no, I need to do this. And I don't know why. Yeah. It's like, maybe he needs to make a change, but but you, I'm stubborn. Nah, yeah, you you chose you you were. What you eventually said was that you feel intuitively, like your intuition was telling you, or something was telling you to just stick with it. Yeah, like I, there was only one other time in my life that I've had a gut feeling that I could trust, and that was choosing my university. Oh, and you. I thought that was gonna be me. Was, I guess two, but yeah, two. Mm -hmm. One was you, and one was choosing the university, but. Yeah, so this third one where it was more of a long-term 
thing where I was like, every day I was like, I hate my life, but I need to continue question mark. Mm -hmm. And it was like, why? And my brain just kept saying, cause you need to. And now that, that, that was the only reason that I had for sticking with my major mm -hmm. was just cause I felt like I needed to be there and I didn't know what else to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm really proud of you for sticking it out. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I'm proud of you for finding something. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's interesting how we kind of started off where we did and then ended up where we did. But but now, you know, you can talk more about the the research that you started doing, which sparked a lot of passion in you. And it's and what I noticed was like you really found something you were passionate about for the first time in college. Yeah. So I, all of this came from one conversation that I had with my dad's friend's son, um, who was a physics PhD. Um, and I went up to him and basically said, yeah, I have no idea what I want to do. Um, and he said, well, tell me about what you like. And he, we came to medical physics. He, or he said, oh, have you heard about medical physics? I said, you mean biophysics? No, medical physics, because they are two different things. But so medical physics, um, I started researching it, looking at what opportunities there, there were in uh, research at my college. And I found something, um, all that was on the website was, oh, like carbon nanotube, uh, CT, uh, like computed tomography, um, scanning techniques, et cetera. And I was like, all right, cool. I guess this is a good start. It sounds pretty interesting. And I did my freshman year, I did a research project for English on carbon nanotubes, which was very coincidental. So I saw that and I was like, oh my God, I already know about this. Mm -hmm. So email the professor within three hours, get a response of, yes, let's meet on Zoom. I'll talk to you about the research that you could be doing. Mm -hmm. And remember how I said that I did not like coding and that I'm like still kind of eh with it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's what I'm doing for my research. I'm coding, like, I'm coding and uh, dealing with an AI. I'll see what I can say. Um, mm -hmm. It's I, top secret. It's not top secret, but I'm not sure how much I'm able to say. Do you sign a disclosure agreement? Um, kind of, mm -hmm. but basically it's, I'm using this AI and adapting it to segment human bodies um, so, okay, this is your bone, this is your liver, this is your heart, this is whatever. Um, because normally now uh, people will manually segment them from an image and that takes hours to do because if you've ever looked at a CT or an X-ray image, it's just gray blob on top of gray blob on top of gray blob. And it's really hard to distinguish what things are. Um, this AI, if through more testing, I may be able to get it where it insta almost instantly segments an entire human body or whatever the scan is mm -hmm. um, accurately. So I, if we want it for cancer purposes, it'll segment the cancer and show you exactly where it is and what organs it's around. Mm -hmm. um, Which will make the process a lot quicker. Yeah. So rather than staying in a hospital for another day, it's all right, take your scan, go back to your room. All right, cool. We know what's wrong because mm -hmm. we can see it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so that's my research. And throughout the research process, especially starting out and still not being great at coding and then being asked to, hey, here's an AI that you're going to have to figure out how to use and control and adapt. 
I was like, oh, yeah, sure, I can do that. Um, yeah, I was like, good luck. <laughs> yeah. And beginning of it, I struggled a lot. But the more I read through research papers and the more that I, like, attempted, the more I got interested. And I went from not being able to run the AI to now working with clinical images um, and going through trials with that. But, yeah, it, for me, it was a breath of fresh air when I found something that I woke up some days and was like, okay, I actually want to test something mm -hmm. or, and like figure out problems mm -hmm. rather than, oh, wake up. Oh, I remember that I have homework due this Friday and here's a bunch of problems that I don't know how to do. So I'm going to stare at the book for an hour to figure out how to do something and still not figure it out. So yeah. it was a breath of fresh air to finally be excited yeah. about something. Yeah, it was really nice to see that. Because just a year before, I remember you saying you don't, you couldn't figure out what you were passionate about. You couldn't find what it was. And I just wanted to have fun in mm -hmm. life and just be happy. But I didn't know what to make my career of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's another thing we can go into is how our generation it feels like there's a lot of pressure on us to figure out our career right outside of college or even during college when people ask you, okay, you're studying this. So what are you going to do after? And to me and my friends, like we've just all felt a lot of pressure on how to answer that question. When people ask you what's next, what are you going to do next? Um, and that's why I like the title of this podcast, figuring it out because you're figuring it out we're figuring it out day by day it's it's interesting seeing transitions um in college because my freshman year i started off as a very energetic very crazy just not really wanting to study that much uh to someone who uh quite frankly works a lot longer and a lot harder than most of the people that i'm friends with because i just want to I want to you want to be good at it. I want to be good. That was one of my main goals for my sophomore year when I was really working really, really hard. I just wanted to feel good at what I was doing and yeah. getting a 70 something back or a 60 something back on an assignment just was another punch in the gut mm -hmm. every single time. Well, I got 40s and stuff too <laughs> at some point. <laughs> yeah, I think I, yeah. I definitely had my fair share of like failing grades, mm -hmm. but I really just wanted to be good at it. Like, yeah. I wanted with all my heart to be good. Yeah, yeah. And um, then my junior year, I actually started to get good um, at what I was doing. Like I actually- You got good. I got good. I actually started to get A's. Uh, bees it like mm -hmm. you slowly see this improvement because I finally figured out how to think mm -hmm. the way that I needed to think mm -hmm. yeah it's a lot of it just deals with knowing how to take the information you're given relate it to something that you already know mm -hmm. and like piece like try to connect things mm -hmm. it it both requires a diverse knowledge and just a general knowledge of physics itself and the world around you. it requires like a uh, diverse knowledge of physics itself and the world around you but also just knowing how to connect the things that you just learned mm -hmm. and 
just start out small. Like you see this big problem that seems really difficult, but a lot of the problems generally fall into one of a few categories. It's just figuring out where to start is the issue. Mm-hmm. Teaches you how to think. Mm-hmm. And now, even if there's a topic that I don't really know about, I can generally join into the conversation or I can do a quick Google search because you also really learn how to Google mm-hmm. when uh, you're a physics major. And I'm sure with many other majors as well, mm-hmm. but I only have my perspective mm-hmm. on it. But yeah, I really learned how to Google really well and look up information and become knowledgeable about any topic really fast. Mm-hmm. It's important to know how to Google. I mean, we could probably oh do gosh. a whole episode on that. Yeah, Googling is so important and such an important tool no, yeah. and that no, barely anyone knows actually how to Google because Google is kind of like a coding software because you can exclude cases, you can include certain cases. Mm-hmm. If you put uh, something in quotes, the only results that will come up are... Uh, results with that exact quote. Oh. So if you search up US population health, mm-hmm. if you Google that, you're probably gonna find stuff with coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you uh, do like, well, US population health, I I can't remember if it's like minus, hmm. but if you do oh. US oh. population health minus coronavirus, yeah. it'll exclude it every single case with coronavirus yeah which can be to your benefit or not because Mm -hmm. especially if you're looking at recent Mm -hmm. you might want to include those trends Mm -hmm. oh that's interesting i may have learned that once though the one thing i know how to do in google is you put in the semicolon and you do dot edu or dot org and that'll pull up websites that are usually more accurate more reliable because they're from universities or yeah. yeah, and um, I could go on a whole rant with yeah. uh, knowing how to Google mm-hmm. things because I just see some of my friends who ask me something and I do a quick Google search and I have, all right, here's the information that you asked for that you could have Googled yourself. And I was like, I don't know how to, uh, I don't, I wouldn't know how to search this up. And I was like, well, how'd you ask me the question? <laughs> um but it is a skill googling Mm -hmm. is a skill and i don't think a lot of people exactly know how Mm -hmm. to use like refine that skill besides yeah what does this mean or what's like because google will track what what you search what you search so if you search up more right-leaning or left-leaning stuff Mm -hmm. it'll come up with more right-leaning or left-leaning results Mm -hmm. oh yeah let's get into politics here (laughs) no god no please um (laughs) that's the last thing anyone wants right now we just have to know how to how to listen to each other yeah but in also learning how to google you will figure out how to get the unbiased opinions or be able to parse through the biased opinions to figure Mm -hmm. out what the real information is Mm -hmm. um a lot of people will take one or two websites and then take that i mean Mm -hmm. i also am at fault with that if i'm looking for a quick piece of information Mm -hmm. i don't care too much because i don't want to uh, like ruin the conversation flow Mm -hmm. but i mean that's everyone does that Mm -hmm. but it's important to actually do research Mm -hmm. But okay, enough about Googling. Googling. Um, I was going to ask, are there ever things that when you are 
Googling things and researching things, you'll find conflicting information, mm -hmm. for example, working out. Mm -hmm. There's so much conflicting information on working out, gaining muscle, what, what's the best to eat, what stuff is the best to eat. So do you ever have moments where you have to decide like what resonates with you more? Kind of. What's more true for you? Um, so if I'm looking, especially for working out stuff or eating healthy stuff, because my body type is a little bit more unique because at this age, people's metabolism, like at 20 years old, a lot of people's metabolism starts slowing down a little bit. Um, mine hasn't really, my metabolism is still really high. So it's hard for me to gain weight when I work out, um, which is what I want. Mm -hmm. So, but if I search up like how to gain weight, mm -hmm. you'll find some websites that are like, oh, you need mass gainer stuff. Like the protein powders oh. or like the mass gainer yeah. protein powders, which a lot of them are like, they tend not to be the healthiest, but then you'll find other websites that are like, no, mass gainers are poison. And then you'll find what some websites that are like, oh, as long as you eat chicken, rice, and broccoli <laughs> for every single meal, you're mm -hmm. good. So essentially, if I get to that point where I cannot find a solid answer amongst five websites that are not .com, or even if they are all .com, like if I can't find five websites that have the exact same information that are trustworthy, then I will actually go through a research paper. Mm. Because everyone's scared of looking up research papers because they're daunting, they oh, they're long, they have complicated linguistics and stuff, whatever, which I agree. But the thing is, if you are really trying to figure out the information that you need, you don't need to read most of the information on there. Like you don't need to, unless you really want to know how the information was found, you need like you don't need to read the methods section if you are looking for that one piece of information like okay what should i eat if i'm trying to gain muscle well let's look through a research paper about ectomorphs mm -hmm. also figuring out your body type just figuring out the basic information first mm -hmm. like okay why can i not gain weight i am working out mm -hmm. i'm eating a lot why am i not gaining weight mm -hmm. And that's how I came across the term ectomorph, which mm -hmm. I burn off calories and burn off muscle, burn off fat in a flash. Mm -hmm. So then I go through a research paper mm -hmm. and I'm like, okay, blah, 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 abstract results discussion. And you'll blah, 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 blah. <laughs> um, you'll find the information a lot easier, a lot more digestible, but just make sure because research papers, a lot of them are good. A lot of them can tend to have misleading statistics, um, as everyone is, I'm sure, aware of misleading statistics. Mm -hmm. But knowing how information was gathered is very important as well. Mm -hmm. But if I would generally try to go for research papers or like very big organization websites that are based on certain mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. very niche ones. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's it's not terribly hard to find unbiased information and good information. Mm -hmm. It just takes a little bit more than a simple Google search. I feel like that's a good motto. It just takes a little more than a one, than yeah. one Google like, search. Be, don't be afraid to spend more than 10 minutes looking up a simple piece of information. I do mm -hmm. that all the time. Mm -hmm. 
It just, it happens. Nah, it's a waste of time for me. It's a waste of time. <laughs> My time is money. My time is money. I don't need to learn about how cashews came into the world, though. No. Cashews? I don't Ooh. know. <laughs> Google. Google. <laughs> All right, what else? What else should we cover? Um, I feel like there's, there's more. Yeah. Um... Oh, learning how to learn on your own, not mm -hmm. relying on your teachers. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times in college, like you'd expect world-class education system, world-class teachers. And for some classes, yes, I like some of the best teachers I've ever had were in college. And oh my gosh, these people are amazing. Mm -hmm. Also, some of the worst teachers I have <laughs> ever had in any school system I've ever been in has been in college. Call them out by name. All right, so don't know. No. <laughs> um, well, okay, I think this is going to be a good, a good segment, and I might actually include this in the title. Here are some of the problems with college and how teachers, how the professors get hired, basically. I mean, I don't know how they get, I mean. Well, they, it's like some of the professors in college are not actually good at teaching, they're, but they're really good at the research that they do. Yeah. And so usually what I learned is professors are hired based on like their their prestige of research or like mm -hmm. what their research is based on and they're not really hired based on how well they can teach yeah so this is just you know something to be aware of in college yeah and one of the famous quotes that i hear all the time is this teacher is way too smart to be teaching this class mm -hmm. especially when it comes to introductory courses mm -hmm. if you've said that before you definitely know what i mean it's the teachers sometimes forget their audience that, oh, these are just undergraduate students with a range of different knowledge on this topic. Mm -hmm. And some of these teachers just don't teach. They forget how to explain the basics and how to work with beginners because they're, you know, so far along in their field. Yeah, it's like, oh, I have a new class. Cool. Um, all right, topic one some really complicated thing that oh yeah you touched on this in the last course but they're expecting you to remember it and everything uh, because they have a quote-unquote schedule to keep but it ends up slowing things down because people keep asking questions because they don't remember mm -hmm. and people get lost so mm -hmm. more questions are asked so it ends up slowing things down yeah. again yeah where they have to basically teach the previous mm -hmm. course topic but yeah, essentially, um, what do you do if you are in a position where you go to lecture and you are completely lost and you, it's not, you feel like it's not worth focusing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, so what do you do? So one thing that I do is I really have not paid super much attention in lectures, but I, really, I, sp I take very descriptive notes. Like I copy down what mm -hmm. the teacher is saying, not just what's on the slide. And while in class I'm confused, I'll spend a lot of time after class reading the book, cross-referencing what they say with the book, and just thinking about the information, connecting dots together, mm -hmm. spending the time. Mm -hmm. College and learning is all about time mm -hmm. and how you spend it. Yeah, that's very true. I uh, can't relate. I, I didn't necessarily 
cross-reference. I know it's and all of that. I think, yeah, I was a bit lazier with that. I mean, but at the same time, you didn't like, you didn't have to spend day after day no. after day not talking to anyone yeah. really. Yeah. Like, I mean, for me to get from where I was to the point where I am now destroyed like some part of mental sanity mm-hmm. for a while. Can't you guys tell? Yeah. <laughs> I, if you meet me in person, oh God. Um, <laughs> no, I, it, it took a no, lot you're of, fine. Yeah, it took a lot of work and a lot of sacrificing time with friends mm-hmm. and just family and people. Like I literally had a conversation with my parents and I was like, I cannot talk to you more than once per week. Mm-hmm. And it killed me to like have that conversation with them because it's not that I didn't love them. It, it was because I wanted to succeed mm-hmm. and they understood that thankfully. Mm-hmm. Um, but it takes time. Yeah. And especially in that first couple of years where I did spend almost all day, every day working, I didn't know how to work efficiently because I didn't want to take advantage of uh, as many office hours as I could, partially because I didn't want to, but mostly because I had overlapping classes, but I didn't take advantage of study centers. I didn't take advantage of the people who really knew the course already. I just kept studying with the same people who were struggling along with me, which is good. Mm -hmm. You need to do that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if everyone's struggling, Mm -hmm and nobody can figure it out it's the blind leading the blind yeah so i didn't take advantage of of people who knew as much as i should have and um, what were you doing i literally just my head just started thinking of a song oh (laughs) and i was just like "Ooh, this is a good song Mm -hmm. and then i remember that i was taking a test i was like oh crap so life hack, uh, start dancing in your seat. Yeah, start dancing in your seat. Um, high school musical, the test, um, just start, stand up, sing, do whatever you want during mm-hmm. a test. Just mm-hmm. don't look on anyone else's paper or yeah. don't not look at anyone else's paper because then you, if you're like me, you will still almost get honor courted um, oh. for not looking at other people's papers. Yeah, I was suspected of cheating multiple times, mm-hmm. and none of those times I cheated. Mm-hmm. It was so weird, and I was the only person. Yeah. It just, teachers were always like, this kid, <laughs> this kid's cheating, I know it. You're and meanwhile, secret. the person who's, like, like across the table from me, and my vision's not incredible. Mm-hmm. Like, this person's across the table, there's, a like, a little thing in the middle of the table where I wouldn't be able to see their page anyway. Mm-hmm. And they're like, he can see through it. He's cheating. And I'm like, no, we both study together and we're both equally stupid. What do you want from me? You're the scapegoat. <laughs> Actually. Just, they just wanted to pick on you. Yeah. But yeah. Wow, what were we talking about? I don't know. Originally learning how to learn on your oh, own. Learning how to learn on your own. Yeah. Yeah, it's learning to do things efficiently, like work smarter, not harder. Yeah. If you try to read the book, cover to cover, like it's a slow process and you're not going to get everything out of it 
as you want or you may think mm-hmm. um or at least that's how it was in my experience and a lot of other people's experience mm-hmm. but if you kind of like compare it with the teacher's mm-hmm. notes you'll get a lot more out of it mm-hmm. my number one tip is you just ask the teacher is this on the test <laughs> and then you'll yeah that's, that's the best thing to do you see best way to succeed. unless you're like one of my teachers saying um oh this will be on the test. Not going to explain what it is, but it's like this topic will be on the test. Beware. Beware. All right. So how do we do? Well, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you like what this thing is. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to figure that out on your own. I'm like, what? Well, they still gave you a hint. It's like, Hey, go and study for 20 hours on this. It'll be on the test. Mm Mm-hmm fun stuff fun stuff having great teachers yeah yeah we've had we've had our good share of teachers mm-hmm. but some teachers are fantastic yeah like i i definitely owe my success to them mm-hmm. yeah i never really connected that deeply with many of my professors in college see the only the only like really really strong teacher who affected my college experience was one it was my introductory to astrophysics teacher Mm -hmm. um i got about a 72 on the test and i was like oh my god i thought i knew everything um so i went up to office hours with him and he said let's look at your test because i know exactly what went wrong Mm -hmm. i'm like okay yeah sure he's like this question because he didn't write down the correct answers on the test um he's like this question what's that eraser mark what answer choice is that oh yeah and we went through the entire test every almost every single wrong answer that i had down was because i erased the correct answer Mm -hmm. he's like if you didn't erase anything you would have had a 96 on this test Mm -hmm. you died it was the self-doubt actually mm-hmm. confidence is key um yeah. and so he said on this next midterm if you erase one correct answer i'm failing you mm. <laughs> whether he was being serious or not that i don't know good teacher moment yeah i was still scared out of my mind as a little sophomore who just got his butt whooped by freshman year uh-uh. um so i was like oh, i'm gonna take you as 100 percent honest mm-hmm. and i went into the next test 74 um nice. it was just a, it was a lot harder of a test and even <laughs> even like the answers that i didn't erase like even if i did erase my answers i still would have gotten the question mm-hmm. wrong but what you still learned was to be confident yeah and like after like basically all my grades for all my other classes started to go up after that mm-hmm. first midterm like despite what i just said about the like the second midterm mm-hmm. like my grade, my grades did significantly improve mm-hmm. after that first astrophysics midterm mm-hmm. um which was great yeah proud of you thank you <laughs> and now you're graduating in four months yeah yeah it's wow. four months away wow actually pretty much to the day yeah what? almost it, yeah mm-hmm. so wow that college happened yeah um and I graduated almost a year ago. And I'm happy to be out. 
Happy to be out. And then trip to grad school. For yeah. Me. And then him, on the other hand, he's like, oh, I'm just going to sign up for another like six years of school. Yeah. I, I realize I really love school and I never want to stop. So I'm just going to keep taking courses until I die. Yeah. We're different that way. Yeah. No, I, I just, for what I want to do, doing medical physics things, I need grad school. Mm-hmm. So that's my route. Blasting people with radiation. Blasting people with radiation. Watch out, guys. Watch out. Hopefully I'm not (laughs) your scanner because I like my radiation. No. Oh, no. Well, no. You want people to come to you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Please come to me because I really like (laughs) radiation. Well. No, I I won't kill people on purpose. No. Good thing we have this recorded. Oh yeah, exactly. No, I I take my jobs very seriously. Um, <laughs> this is still, this is sounding my, really bad. I take my job. Very I take my job very seriously. seriously. I love radiation. Okay. No. <laughs> but yeah, no, I am excited for my route mm-hmm. to go, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Until next time, we are going to be figuring it out. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Until next time. Wait, I did want to explain another reason why I chose that name or, like, where it came from. So in high school, I had a band director who would often tell us when we would ask a question, like, how do I do this? Or, wait, I can't, you know, if you'd ask this band director pretty much anything, he would tell you, figure it out. And it was wow. the best piece of advice, though. Yeah. Because it made you figure it out. It made you learn how to think for yourself. So um, I just want to shout out one of my high school band directors. Band directors are amazing people. Mm-hmm. And my high school band director and my even my college one, fantastic people. Mm-hmm. And until next, no. And until next time, no, we can't end yet. Oh, sorry. I feel like we gotta we gotta do a little wrap up or college sucks, go to trades. No. <laughs> go to okay, trade. actually oh, that is a that's... really good thing. Yeah. College is not for everyone. Mm-hmm. I I guess we should have said this at the beginning, but college is not for everyone. Mm-hmm. If you are um like trying to get like do college but you are like i really don't want to like i love car like one of my friends he tried college really struggled in it and i had a conversation with him i was like you seem to just really like cars like that seems to be your thing why don't you just be a mechanic or work on cars or do whatever Mm -hmm. and now he's actually doing really well like mm-hmm. he was kind of depressed in college because college was kicking his ass a little bit but now he's doing really well mm-hmm. he's rather than doing the college route he's doing a trade route mm-hmm. and he's doing fantastic mm-hmm. yeah i think there's a problem art these days with people thinking college is for everyone or like you know, everyone is is going to college and seeing it as like the gold ticket into getting a job, which is it's not <laughs> getting yeah. a college degree. It's not mean you're going to get a job right away. Mm-hmm. And everyone's route is different. Like everyone thinks that, oh, right out of mm-hmm. high school, I got to go to college and then I go to grad school or I just get a job after college and whatever. But 
one of the people who's in my lab, he's in his 30s and he's not done with his PhD yet because he worked. Mm -hmm. He worked right out of college or mm -hmm. high school or college and mm -hmm. just started a lot later than everyone else. And heck, he's doing really, really well for himself right now. Mm -hmm. Like not everyone needs to follow the same exact route. Mm -hmm. If you feel like this route really is not for me, but I feel like there's nothing like I can't do the thing that I want to do. Mm -hmm. Just do more research on it. Mm -hmm. Because if you like cars, you don't need to be an engineer. Mm -hmm. Heck trade jobs are great because you're going to be paid a lot of money, mm -hmm. very little education Lower Real, stress. Lower stress, great benefits mm -hmm. for a lot. I mean, I can't speak 100%, but generally great benefits. And you're going to be doing better than a lot of people who are going to college, at least for like the next five years. Mm -hmm. Like trades are great and you're not going to get laid off because mm -hmm. we're always going to need plumbers. We're always going to need mechanics, like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so overall, we don't need to follow the same route. Mm -hmm. Do what makes you happy. Do what, yeah. like, when you think about it, you're like, you know, this brings me some peace just thinking about it. Mm -hmm. I like that. That's a really good way to think about it, to kind of discern what you would be good at or what would be a good option for you. Yeah, because even if you, like, are thinking about not doing college, but all of your friends are doing college, and you're like... Uh, it kind of scares me to not go their same path, but like, I do want to do a trade, mm -hmm. do it. It's mm -hmm. fine. Yeah. Go whatever route that you want to do. Mm -hmm. As long as you have a plan. I think having somewhat of a plan is good. Mm -hmm. Like, don't just not go to college just to not go to college and mm -hmm. you don't want to get a job and mm -hmm. You just have no plan, except that you don't want to do anything. Mm -hmm. Have somewhat of a plan to do something that you want. I know I had a thought to add on that. I'm just trying to reel it back in. Bring it This is what happens. This is often what happens. I get to say. She'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. All right, let's get some listener questions. No, I'm just kidding. I don't have any <laughs> listener questions this time. Imagine. But yeah, if you guys do have more questions, more topics that you want us to dive into, then let me know. You can follow me on Instagram and you can promote if your Instagram or if you want, or you I, I don't use, I don't, I don't, I like, I have social media, but I don't use it besides just for memes. Yeah. You're a meme. Like you're not going to get any. I mean, you'll get interaction with me, but like, I'm not going to post things and you'll be like, oh my gosh, what is Ethan doing? Yeah. Um, yeah. You don't really no. post on your stories. No. It, but if you, yeah. So. I just send you lots of dog videos. And foxes. Foxes. I love foxes. Oh my gosh. I've been fox obsessed eye. with foxes on Instagram. There's so fox. Foxes. Okay. Foxes. They're yeah. so, so cute. They, they make are. the funniest noises, guys. And yeah, I post videos of them sometimes on my stories. If there are other topics you guys want us to dive into. Not um, politics. Yeah, preferably not politics. I'm, I am not qualified to talk <laughs> about politics.
I mean, I feel like what we could talk about is learning how to hear someone else's perspective and be respectful and, um, yeah, like not being fine with disagreement. Yeah, being okay with disagreements. Exactly. And exactly. not turning a conversation into a war zone. Right, right, exactly. Because we i think we're both pretty open to different perspectives yeah and like you're adults have a conversation mm-hmm. not yeah. a fight yeah have a conversation communicate and it's okay to disagree yeah like because everyone everyone grows up with different perspectives if you grow up in a community that's very diverse mm-hmm. like you're gonna have a totally different perspective than if someone who grew up in a very small neighborhood going to a really small school they're gonna have a totally different perspective Mm -hmm. because they've only like they've only seen that little bit unless they do like to spend all of their free time just googling researching Mm -hmm. and just figuring out the world that's not around them Mm -hmm. perspective is important it is yeah getting different perspectives my motto that I've been going with a lot is just saying, let's agree to disagree. <laughs> and I feel like that's the best way to to like calm things down if things are ever getting heated with someone and you're having a disagreement. Yeah. And like, remember, conversations are not to win. Nobody yeah. wins a conversation. Yeah, exactly. You just get your thoughts out. Yeah. Is hearing what the other person has to say and learning something. Yeah. Like I... I grew up in a more conservative, like, environment, and then going to my more, like, left-leaning school, Mm -hmm. that was a big change for me, Mm -hmm. and, but I, I I took the time to, like, understand Mm -hmm. what everyone was talking about, and, you know, it's shifted my perspective, Mm -hmm. because I now see more than I did. More than you did growing up. Yeah. Yeah. So, being open to understand other people's perspective. Mm -hmm is so important Mm -hmm. because you won't understand the full like minutiae of an issue Mm -hmm. if like from one from your own perspective Mm -hmm. especially if it's like oh here's like a water issue well your water may be fine Mm -hmm. because you're in a more like high-end neighborhood Mm. that has like better water treatment better whatever Mm -hmm. But people in lower income neighborhoods may actually be struggling mm-hmm. with that water issue. But you wouldn't really know that mm-hmm. until you like fully researched it, like really, really researched it or had a conversation mm-hmm. with someone who is having that issue. Yeah. Yeah. Perspective is one of the big things that I feel like society is struggling with mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, it's very divided, very divided and people not really willing to listen to each other or also just people getting triggered really fast. Yeah. And then being triggered and cancel culture and all of that. I mean, there's some things where like, oh, if you're a pedophile, like, yeah, you're going to get backlash on that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, As you should. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's some things where it's like, oh, you said something bad 20 years ago mm-hmm. when culture was different is it was it still wrong to say yes mm-hmm. but <sighs> culture was different and as long as you learn from that experience yeah. and you don't continue that thought yeah like okay just agree that that was a harder time like mm-hmm. a not good time you mm-hmm. know 
I forgiveness is a powerful tool. Yeah, forgiving people, not just because they deserve it, but because you deserve it too. Yeah. When you forgive someone, it takes the resentment out of you. My band teacher always said forgiveness works in two directions. One person forgiving themselves and some and another person forgiving them. Mm-hmm. So if they realize their mistake and have worked really hard to change that mm-hmm. and stop it mm-hmm. from ever happening again, they forgave themselves. Mm-hmm. And so the only one that has a problem is you mm-hmm. with them. Because mm-hmm. yeah. people can change, in my opinion. Absolutely. Growth mindset. Yeah, I completely agree. I think something I mentioned in my last podcast or maybe somewhere else in my content was how in psychology, they talk a lot about how personality remains the same over years and years. And usually if you like study one person or study a group of people, you'll see that their personality is pretty constant throughout their life. But that doesn't mean other things about their how they live and their character can't change. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're big believers in that people can change. I mean, I've changed incredibly just in college. My perspective and my personal views on some social issues have changed dramatically. And just my whole worth at work ethic has changed. Mm-hmm. Just a lot of my perspectives have changed. And I'm very, very different from when I started college. There are some things that are harder to change. Mm-hmm. If you are a person with anger issues, yeah, that's going to be really hard to get rid of or manage. Mm-hmm. But, and if you're like a pathological liar, like, yeah, stopping lying is going to be difficult mm-hmm. um, because it just happens. It's automatic. Yeah, it's a habit. This is going all into like psychology of habits mm-hmm. and your subconscious and how you operate. Yeah, but doesn't it doesn't mean that with work you can't change it. Like, you, right. you can always like shift it around a little bit like i used to be able to be lit up like immediately like just on site Mm -hmm. um when i was younger just angry Mm -hmm. immediately Mm -hmm. but i worked to mediate that a little bit Mm -hmm. and now i really don't get angry i may get frustrated over certain things but it's something where like okay i take a deep breath in and then i'm completely fine again Uh Yeah, no, it's hard for me to imagine you pretty angry. I haven't been angry in a very long time. Yeah, I, I haven't really seen that in you since I met you. It, I mean, like, it happens, but I know how to deal with it now. Mm-hmm. And now when that, like, immediate instinct happens where I am angry, I know how to say, okay, stop. Mm-hmm. Take a breath. Take a breath. And that is now an immediate habit. Mm-hmm. Like you replace one habit that you want to change with another habit to change it. Mm -hmm. Change your instinct up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Make a new habit to replace the old one. And mine was literally just breathing. Ethan had to learn how to breathe. Mm -hmm. Breathing's hard. Sometimes I choke (laughs) on my own spit, you know, like breathing's hard. Yeah, it can be, especially if you have anxiety or. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so remember to breathe. If you're listening to this right now, make sure you're... Take a big, deep breath in. Get angry. I mean, uh, remove the anger. Breathe out. Yeah, yeah. 
we could like do a meditation right here. Anger, right now. anger, anger. No, stop. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? Anger. That's not how to. Anger, anger, uh, anger. Did you ever see the um, video of the Grinch doing yoga? No. It, it was from like 2012. <laughs> it was like, and let all of the negative energy. And it was this person dressed as the Grinch just going, <gasps> just oh, screaming. Goodness. It was like, are you okay? <laughs> I've not seen that. I, I need to show that to you, but it's really funny. Okay, well, when we go to a yoga class sometime, you should do that. You should, I, I will scream. You should scream on I, the I will not do a yoga class. Mm -hmm. I'm too bad at it. Well, now you're doing yoga. Well, on my own, because I, I want my body stability to be better. Mm -hmm. Balance. But my friends make fun of me. <laughs> Why do they make fun of you? Because the, the like, wow, that's not you. That's mm -hmm. stupid. And I'm like, no, there's a lot. If you read any medical like journal or any mm -hmm. medical research paper, all of them will say that proper yoga is like yeah. good for you. And they're like, yeah, weight training. Oh and gosh. I'm like, I mean, <clears throat> I love weight training. I do. I just started. Well, I, I've been doing weight training for a long time, but I just started doing yoga two times a week just to kind of round out my balance and flexibility because I, mm -hmm. I love to rock climb. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that'll help you a lot. I need a lot more flexibility and balance and mobility, st mobility, stability, mm -hmm. you name it, mm -hmm. any ability, um, mm -hmm. ability to think. Um, I need more of that. Yoga is so beneficial, y'all. I recommend it to almost every client I see at Stretch Zone when I'm stretching people and they're like, hey, do you have any recommendations for how to improve faster, for how to just like feel better overall yoga yeah yoga 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 so far my first few experiences with yoga have been i hate it i hate it i hate it i hate it and then like after i finish i'm like wow i'm really glad that i did that that felt great yeah i hated it the first time i tried it when i was like 12 but that's because i had no no muscle so it was really hard for <laughs> me to planks are stupid downward dog would like hurt me it was hard <laughs> We've made progress since then. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to mention also, since we talked about breathing and yoga, I am currently offering my guided personalized meditations. So if you're interested in that, you can DM me on Instagram. Basically, I record a meditation that's personalized to your goals, your challenges that you're going through. I'll ask you questions and I'll design a meditation that is specifically for you. And it's something that you won't find on YouTube because again, it is designed to your wants and your needs. And so if you're interested in that, I'm currently offering that. And why are you laughing? It's because, all right, if, if you want her to dress up in a Grinch costume and scream as a part of the meditation, no. feel free to ask her. She is 100% willing. Um, That's not part of it. What? No. I thought that was part of it. That's not part of it. Why would I need to dress up? It's only audio. It's an audio. Uh, well, just the, I don't know, the aura of mm -hmm. the Grinch yeah. leading yoga. You may like that kind of thing. Okay. Like I'll you can you that. can tell if someone's wearing a yoga or a um a Grinch <laughs> costume or not. And 99.9% .9 of the time, they're not. And you can feel that. You can feel that they're not wearing the Grinch costume. Yeah. So that that's I think, my TED talk. Thank you. I should. I think you should wear a Grinch costume and lead yoga. I think it'd be fun. I mean, it'd be really hot. Mm -hmm. Oh, like there's hot yoga. I mm -hmm. do cold yoga. 
Everyone dresses up in like winter jackets. It's 12 degrees. Go in a freezer. It's negative. If, screw it. It's negative 12 degrees. It's like going into one of those ice bars. Right? Yeah. It, everything, like everything is metal. So if you accidentally like touch the ground with your skin, you're there forever. Well, I'm not really interested, so well, but thank you. It's anyway. because you're not intense on yoga like I am. Uh-huh. I've been doing yoga <laughs> for like four times as long as you. Oh, so you've only been doing it for four weeks? No, I introduced you to it like a year ago or so. You're right. <laughs> you know what? I don't want this mic anymore. You know why you get made fun of so much? Why? You're just easy to make fun of. I, hey. And you make fun of other people. Yeah. So that's what you get. You got it. Okay. I think we should leave it there for now. That's the note? <laughs> what? That's the note that, that's the note. That, that we're leaving off on? Yeah. <laughs> um, we, we make fun of you because you're so easy to be made fun of. And until next time. <laughs> okay. Well, do you have any closing thoughts? Anything? Not really. Well, thank you. <laughs> Nothing. To you, I mean, I, not many thoughts happen. All right. Well, until next time, Ethan will be figuring it out. <laughs> Ethan and I will both be figuring it out. He's going to be figuring it out in college mm -hmm. for the next four months, and we'll we'll probably do another episode at some point. So yes. let us know if there's anything you want us to cover. All right, I'm trying to think of what else I say at the end. Oh yeah, we'll make sure to give this podcast five stars on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening to this. And also take a screenshot, post on your stories and show how you're listening to this, um, as long as you're not driving. If you're driving, don't, don't take a screenshot. But thank you guys so much for listening and we've got more guests to come on the next episodes. So yeah, a lot to look forward to. And thank you for being here today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. He loves to say my pleasure. Yes. It's like his favorite, his favorite phrase. Yes, it is. You didn't even work at Chick-fil-A. I didn't, no. I like to give people the respect that they deserve, you know? <laughs> well, thank you again. My pleasure. Thank yes. you for doing this. this my was pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> this was fun. All right. Well, guys, have a great rest of your day. I will see you guys next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.